God's grace, peace, and mercy be with you on this All Saints Sunday. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Who are these divines and where have they come from? Who are these mosses and from whence have they come? Who are these parasols and where have they come? Ever been to a family gathering or a reunion and wondered that? Where have all these people come from? When I was growing up in California, we didn't have big, we didn't have big family reunions because it was just a couple of us uh, or a couple of aunts and uncles and a handful of cousins that lived in the L.A. area. And we were used to seeing each other a couple of times a year. I believe that that's about all there was to the Richard family. But see, my dad was originally from Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and he hadn't been back there for 20 years. So when I was 12, we went there. And when all my dad's relatives back there in Massachusetts found out that we were coming to visit, we had a big reunion. And I thought, who are all these Richards and from where have they come? I remember I wished I could live there so that I could get to know all these people. But that wasn't to be. We went home to California and I never saw them again. But it gave me a new sense of what family is. It has a bigger history than I could have ever imagined. And it has an ongoing life and a future that will continue long after me. So it is with John's comforting vision from God. In our text today from Revelation, we see two family photos. One from the past and present and one from the future. The past and present photo shows the church militant on earth in the midst of the dangerous and difficult times inflicted on her after the opening of the first six seals of the Lamb's scroll. Now, before I go any further, I have to admit, Revelation is just as strange and sometimes confusing to me as it might be to some of you. Lambs, scrolls, seals. I mean, what is this all about? What is John talking about? Well, we want to start with verse 1. That's not in your service folder. I don't know why the lectionary readings start with verse 2 today. They just do. And I should have gone ahead and included them when I prepared the service, but I just went with the what the lectionary has. But what we want to do is we want to read the first verse of chapter 7. So get out these pew Bibles in front of you and turn to page 1064. Page 1064 will get you to Revelation chapter 7 there on the left-hand column. And so we're going to just read verse 1. A lot has gone on before this. John's already seen lots of strange things in this vision from God. And so after these things, he says, I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth holding the four winds of the earth that the wind should not blow on the earth, on the sea, or on any tree. And then our reading for today begins that we already heard. So the scene begins really weird. 
as if the rest of it isn't weird enough, John sees four angels standing on the four corners of the earth. Not that he saw the world as a flat square with four corners on it. It's just that this is the way that you referred to the whole world back in the ancient world, right? The four corners meant the whole earth, as far as you could see, in every direction. The presence of these four angels cover the whole earth, is what he's saying, and they're holding back the four winds of the earth, so that a wind would not blow upon the earth or the sea, nor upon any tree. Well, tree lovers everywhere should like that verse, huh? And the four winds are easy enough for us to understand. I mean, we experience them. The wind can come from any direction. Here in Oregon, it's usually from the west because of the ocean. But you've been on Highway 26 heading west, and you've seen how the wind several years ago knocked down a whole mess of trees coming down that one hill there. So we kind of get the idea of what these four, the destructive power of these what these four winds can do. So John is seeing these four angels hold the four winds back. But then he sees another angel coming, uh, going up from the rising of the sun. And he has the seal of the living God. And he cries out with a loud voice to the four angels to not harm the earth. Well, what? I, you know, didn't... I thought angels were to protect everything. Apparently, when the end times are upon us, the angels are going to be tasked to do some things we otherwise wouldn't expect of them. Well, they're not at our disposal anyways, right? God the Father is going to give these angels the task of bringing on the forces of destruction that will bring this earth to an end and make way for a new one. And the four winds are a reference to these destructive forces. You've also heard in Revelation the four horsemen, right? Well, they're, it's, it's the same thing. Okay, so this one angel pleads with the other four not to begin destroying the earth until they have sealed the slaves of our God upon their foreheads. Now, I know that's not in your translation here or the one in, in the folder, your folder, it's servants, but the original Greek is slaves. Now, the word slaves immediately brings to our contemporary ears the concept of slavery. Not so in Revelation. John means all the people of God who love him and serve him will be sealed. Now, again, our contemporary ears hear sealed and we think wrapped in plastic or something. In Revelation, seal means those Signature rings that kings had in the ancient world. You know, a king would seal or mark his property to identify and protect it. God puts his seal or mark on us in our baptism. He identifies us as his children, his servants for all time, and he protects us from sin, death, and the devil. After all, we were created to love, worship, and serve Him. That's our purpose. Our purpose is to know God and to make His Son known. We are not our own to do as we please. 
God did not create humans on the earth to run around doing only what they want apart from Him. I believe, I believe this is why Christianity and the message of submitting to a higher authority is, is not popular with so many. It really never has been. Because of sin, people want to invent their own purpose in life and want nothing to do with a, a higher parent or a creator that's going to tell them how they should live. You know, unbelief and rebellion is a pretty powerful force. And the sad thing is it leads to utter destruction. I don't know about you, but I find it quite comforting knowing my purpose in life and that I don't have to wander through this world wondering, well, figuring out why am I here and all that. I'm marked, sealed, and future guaranteed. But I'm getting off track. I want to get to this first family photo again. The past and present people of God. That's the church militant on earth in the midst of the troubles and sufferings inflicted after the opening of the first six seals. Now here, here we go again with these seals. Right? This time John is seeing these, these scrolls that are sealed with this kind of thing, this kind of seal here. You know, shut up with the, they're sealed with the gooey wax that you melt onto the paper. And while it's still wet, the king stamps his seal onto it, pushes his signet ring into it, and then the stuff hardens and it's sealed. Well, these sealed scrolls are opened. John sees this, and then all hell breaks loose. This is the time we've been living in since the fall of creation. And the ten tribes of Israel are the past family of God who are sealed. The promise of the Messiah has been fulfilled for them. And since the time of Christ, you know, since he went back up into heaven, the present family of God, the church militant, continues to ride out the storm of tribulation. We're militant, not because we take up arms and go on the offensive against the enemy, we're militant in that we stand firm on the battlefield. It's a defensive position because, well, we don't wield the sword of judgment, right? That's reserved for Jesus when he returns. So what I'm trying to say here, or actually what John is saying here, is the family photo is, is uh, the future is all those who belong to God from the Old Testament through the New Testament they have been sealed. Well, there you go. The seal of the living God. I can't read that. I, I can't read it from here. I, I have a little... Di I found this on the internet, and I have a little bit of a problem with the first line. All who accept the seal because, well, God will seal you if, when he wills, right? But I guess, I guess it's okay because after you're sealed you can still then choose to follow him or not, right? But anyways, there you go. You're sealed by the living God. Now let's look at that future family photo because I'm running out of time. The scene here in your reading from Revelation shifts from the church militant in verses 2 through 8 to the church. Does anybody remember the next church? There's the church militant and the church 
triumphant. That's right. In verses 9 through 17, all the people gathered before the throne of God and Jesus the Lamb. Here's where John sees all those sealed in victory over death have been delivered to the Father by the Lamb who is their shepherd. What an interesting turn of the tables, isn't it? Because the Lamb who was slain is also the shepherd. And that's an impossibility here on earth in human terms. A slaughtered lamb can't shepherd the rest of the flock. But in heaven and on the new earth, the impossible is real. Saving the human race from sin and death belongs to God alone. And his family has a future because God has conquered in the fight against his unholy angel, Satan, and brought his people life and light. That's good news. And that's you and me included. John sees us somewhere in that multitude, in that great crowd of all nations and all peoples. He's seeing the future, a future family photo. Mind-blowing, isn't it? That someone has already been given a glimpse of us in the future. I can't wait to be there. How about you? You know, this day, All Saints Day, ought to be the official feast day of scrapbookers. Do you still do that? Do you still print pictures and cut them out and assemble them in books? No, or is that a lost hobby, a lost art? You know, we've got several scrapbooks here, you know, church directory, pictorial directories going back to the early 70s. These photos are the names and lives and memories of the saints here in our congregation. They're snapshots, if you will, of the past, the present, and the future. So today, as we gather around God's Word and His table to receive more, to receive more of Him into our hearts and our minds, let's also rejoice and that we're gathered around the family photo album. We remember with thanksgiving those who have received the crown and the goal of heaven since All Saints Day last year. Annabelle Beecroft, Fred Buss, George Flemmer, and Barbara Van Winkle. Lord, let not one of us be missing from your family album. Come, Lord Jesus, and wipe away every tear from our eyes. Amen.